fanatic crowd on a Wednesday night. Those are the ones. Wednesday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. When you first start church, you go Sunday morning, and you think that's enough, you know. Then when you hear me, you say, "Man, no, I can't do that," you know. That's then. Then you start uh, Wednesday night, and then later you start Sunday night. And then you then you become a fanatic like us. Hallelujah. Well, welcome back uh, to our Wednesday night service. We call it Wednesday night service, but it's actually a Wednesday night Bible study. So when you come, be prepared to learn, not, you know, I don't want to motivate you to jump up and down. I want to teach you, you know, because it's not inspiration we need, it's information. I mean, you can get inspired, you know, and go home, you know, and then it all come crashing down. But when you understand who you are in Christ, you can, you're victorious day, day in and day out. No matter what happens. It looks bad, that's all right, you know, because God said all things were together for good to those that love God. If you knew that, then that's all you have to say and believe him. And no matter what happens at the end, it's going to be good. Thank you, Jesus. So Bible study. You know, I've quoted this scripture thousands of times, and everybody here knows it by heart. If you've, if you've been here for a while, Hosea 4.6, right? No, go ahead, say it, or 4.6. See? And what church can you go where you can mention a scripture and everybody knows it? Mm-hmm. We can say, um, you know, the word tells us, or Jesus, because he's the word. He says, my people, are you his people? So he's talking to you. Not the world. He's talking to my people. If you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord, and you're here as a Christian, as a kingdom citizen, then he's talking to you. My people are destroyed or ruined for lack of knowledge. So he's talking about people that have accepted Jesus at rallies or other churches or what. There's, there's, he didn't say my people are blessed. Think about this. He said my people are ruined for lack of knowledge. So you can be a Christian and still be poor and, and, and down and out and and taking welfare and, you know, and then if they ask you, are you a, yeah, I'm a Christian. But why are you down and why are you ruined like this? You know, why are you destroyed? Because, see, not because they don't love God, because lack of knowledge. So you have to go to a place where they teach you. You know, I mean, a lot of people like services where everything's like, you know, hey, you know, we're dancing all the time. But, but you know, there's a lot of churches that all they do is inspire you, but you got to go to a place where they have a teacher. You know, I was raised by John Osteen. He was my dad. He was my pastor. He was my mentor. But he was a preacher. You know, man, he can, he can preach a storm, man, you know. But he was also a teacher. He taught. Jesus was a preacher, but he also was a teacher. And he sat down with this crowd and he taught. And that's what you do here at the Power Love Church. So my people at the Power Love Church are not destroyed because they have knowledge. Hallelujah. People come here down and out. And then a few years later, you see prosperous. I mean, I see Ruth here. I didn't even recognize her. I mean, we spent a lot of time with Ruth. My wife took her under her wing. And 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 the other day she came, you know, she had all this flashy hair and 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 tall, and she was over here hugging my wife, and I, I didn't, and I asked somebody, who's that, you know, and uh, and then later she looks at me like, you know, like I'm supposed to know her, and I said, like, uh, and he says, you don't remember me, Ruth, and she took a bracelet she had in her hand that touched me and gave it to my wife. She said, you gave me this bracelet four years ago. When she came in, not knowing, hey, Ruth, come and tell, 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 tell him. Yeah. And she's back. She's a different person. I mean, I'm telling you, she had all these kids, and she, she, her hair wasn't done, and uh, I, I, you know, I mean, she, she, she looked like she was ruined, you know. I mean, down and out. I guess she can tell you herself, but but then uh, I just saw her come back last week, and oh, she had been a few weeks sitting over there, and I didn't, I never 
thought about the Ruth of four years ago. Praise the Lord, everybody. Uh, so I used to come here four years ago. And like Pastor Jesse said, when I first started coming, I was pregnant. And uh, the doctor said I shouldn't keep my baby because I would die. So I met Jessica at the bus stop on Greens Point. And she came to me and she said, do you believe in God? I said, mm-hmm. She said, do you mind if I pray with you? And I said, mm-hmm. Then she prayed. And then she said, I invite you to come. And then uh, I ended up coming here. And when I came, I was so surprised because Pastor Martha just took me under her wings and I, I was sitting in the front. And I'd be like, oh, God, I don't understand what's happening. But, you know, God worked to where when I was here, he... When I was here, he grounded me in a foundation of his word. And I learned the truth. And I learned everything from Pastor Sandy to Pastor Jesse to Pastor Martha and what she prayed for me and gave me a bracelet. And I did not take it off. I will go to the shower with it. I'll go to bed with it. I refuse to take it off. I was like, no. Mind you, I'm African. And in my culture, it's too much witchcraft. It's too much just evil. And, you know, I was facing a lot of witchcraft people around me being attacked. I looked like, oh, if you could describe hell in a person, that was me. And I thank God because, you know, even after I left, what I learned stayed with me. That no matter what church I went to, you will not deceive me. Because once I know the truth, the truth sets me free. No matter what you try to teach me. You know, like the last church I was at, for example... I was so hungry. I said, you know what? I don't want to learn backwards. And I felt like I was moving far away instead of me being going forward. You know, I joined the choir and everything was going good. But since I'm like, there's something missing. The word of God is missing. The truth is missing. Because what you're preaching is hypocrisy. You're trying to manipulate what God, what I learned here. And because I learned here, no matter where I go today, you will not deceive me. Amen. So I thank God. You know, I thank God that he worked in me. He changed me for his glory. He changed me. I'm married to my husband. Uh, you know, from, me and my husband used to fight all the time. I'm talking about if you wanted to go see World War 55, okay, all you needed to see was me and my husband. Out in the streets, don't care where we are. We're going to fight. We're going to argue. I'm going to stop the car in the middle of the freeway and just go, oh, get out the car. You know, just crazy. But now, but now. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He's amazing and he is worthy. He is worthy. And, you know, he put the devil to shame for my sake. And I thank God. Amen. Yes. Oh, so sorry. I almost forgot. Ah. <laughs> so when I came here and due to my pregnancy and everything that was going on, I named my daughter Martha after Pastor Martha. And through the time that I was gone, when I would leave and try to go into worldly things, Martha would remind me also, this is Martha. You gave her this name for a reason. She is giving to God. She's the reason why you are still here. She's the reason why you learned because let's say I didn't have Martha and I went back and the devil came at full force because he did come at full force. He came with witchcraft after I left. He came with people that are crazy, worldly people around me being attacked everywhere. And Martha would just bring me back. And God would just bring me back. And I said, thank you, Jesus. So, yes, my daughter, Martha, she's very beautiful. Praise the Lord. And she's alive. And I'm alive. Amen. Hallelujah. Woo! That's what church is about. YouTube world. The power of love. Come on. You should run down here because there's a lot of people like Ruth out there. Invite them. Bring them with you. You might be the one I'm talking to. And here, but because 
understanding and knowledge of the Word of God, that's what does it. Not me, not the pastors, the understanding of the Word of God, because you sit under teaching. Hallelujah. Man, can you say thank you, Jesus? Thank you, Jesus. Mm-mm-mm. Hallelujah. Wow. <laughs> and we have testimonies like that sitting in every chair here. Hallelujah, man. We don't play here. This is real. Mm. Okay, let's get to tonight's lesson. Tonight's lesson, you're going to hear a lot about last week's lesson. You're going to repeat because John Austin taught me that when you, when, you do, when you teach one night, the next time when you do part two, go over the part one because it, that, it gets in you. you know? Sometimes I think, man, they, they're going to get bored. They already heard it. No, but, but I think your spirit needs to hear it more than once. So tonight is part two of the blood of Jesus. Man, what what a revelation when when I when I started understanding the blood, you know what the blood did for us and what the blood is doing right now, as we speak, is still working for us, the blood. But you have to understand it and you have to know it, so that you can claim it. Because you can you you don't see Jesus right, but you claim him and 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 you claim that he came in you because you confessed him. Well, you don't see the blood, but it's the same way. The blood has power right now if you confess it and use it. It's sitting right there, the holies of holies, just waiting for you to say the blood. Most religious people have no idea what the blood of Jesus did and still doing. They sing about it, but they really don't understand it. You know, they, they hear the words like, there is power in the blood, there is power in the blood. But, but they don't understand it. And that's the understanding is what brings you from one level to the next. Because you can repeat words, but I don't know why you're saying it. There is power in the blood. But when you really know that the power that is in the blood, you change completely. Hallelujah. The blood, if we only understood it and walk under the blood. Say, I'm under the blood. So let's go to the Word. Let's read Matthew uh, 13, verse 11 in the Amplified Classic. Hallelujah. And he replied to them. He replied to them. Who, they, who, who was he talking to? His disciples. Who are you? You're his disciples. So when you read the Word of God, it becomes real when you start personalizing. And he replied to you. To you has been given to know the secrets and mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Man, when you read that and you personalize it, and he says, he replied to me, has been given to know the secrets and the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Wow, that's what should make you dance. That's what should make you get up and do a little, a little dance in your living room or in your bedroom. Where you, and, it, and whoever sees you, what are you doing? Man, I just learned something. You know, <laughs> Jesus gave me the ability to know the secrets and the mysteries of his kingdom. The next door neighbor doesn't know it. Thank God he picked me because I'm his disciple. Make it personal and read it like this. Then he replied to me, it has been given to know the secrets and the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Wow, that's deep. I mean, y'all just sitting there, but to me, I mean, I'm, I'm like ready to run. That is deep. Let's pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for you are the one that reveals the word to us. And tonight, open it up, reveal some word tonight, that I might go home and know I learned something tonight, even if it's one sentence, 
It's powerful because I learned it straight from heaven. Teach us tonight that we might grasp and understand how great a treasure God has for us, his children, his disciples. We are blessed. All oh, those mysteries to the lost. But to us, it has been revealed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, that you picked me and not him, whoever that might be. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I want and I hunger to understand all that, all that you did for me and teach it to me. And once I learned it, I'll teach someone else. That information. Hallelujah. We'll reveal it to the lost. That's what we'll do as your disciple. We'll teach the lost. Because they don't know. And they hunger to know. And we will be their teacher. Thank you. Oh, hallelujah. Hmm. Who has made Jesus the Lord of your life? That's who I'm talking to. The principles of the kingdom has been revealed to you. Paul spoke of the mysteries of the rapture and the great mysteries of the of the Christian of the church of, of, of Christian church. The word of God never speaks of the blood of Jesus as a mystery. However, everybody say however. I believe for most believers it is a mystery because they will not ask the Holy Spirit for revelation. You have to talk to the Holy Spirit. He's in you. He's your comforter. He's your teacher. A lot of people have never even talked once to the Holy Spirit. They might pray in Jesus' name. They might ask for things they need. But have they ever had a conversation with the Holy Spirit? He's in you. And he wants to talk to you. Ask him. Oh, hallelujah. He'll respond. They don't ask the Holy Spirit for revelation or because they attend, you know, they might attend a church, you know. And you listen, you take notes, but you personally talk to the Holy Spirit. And a lot of people that are listening to me attend a church that does not teach the whole word. You just heard Ruth say that. She went to other churches. But there's churches that, that preach, but they don't teach the word. There's difference between preaching and teaching. Sometimes churches preach a lot, but teach little. Jesus preached, but also taught about the kingdom. I believe that when, when, when the church fully understands the power and the blood of Jesus, it will turn the church upside down or upside right or what we said, upside up, right side up. <laughs> There are two major things that we must understand in order to fully understand the power and the blood. I said this last week, but I'm going to repeat it. Hallelujah. I'll repeat it over and over until you get it. One is we need to study the Old Testament. Everybody say Old Testament. A lot of people that get saved don't read the Old Testament because it's too hard to understand. Well... He reveal it to you if you read it. You ask the Holy Spirit before you open Genesis, reveal your word to me, Holy Spirit, as, so that I will understand. We need to study the Old Testament because the counterpart of the blood of Jesus, okay, was the blood of the sacrificial bulls and goats. When you see why were they killing bulls and goats and sacrificing them in the Old Testament? Well, that was the counterpart of what's going to happen in the New Testament. Because we say the Old Testament is the New, New Testament concealed, but the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of heavy, so, you know, write it down and look over it, you know. When you read the Old Testament, you'll understand the New Testament. So turn to Leviticus 17.11 in the Living Bible. Leviticus 17.11 in the Living Bible. For the life 
of the flesh is in the blood. Ooh, that, that's, that's, you should know that, right? You know, if you, if you get a cut and you, and you can't stop the bleeding, you die, right? So the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I have given you the blood to sprinkle upon the altar as an atonement for your souls. It is a blood that makes atonement because it is the life. So it takes blood to make atonement to convert us into the children of God and to be covered all our sins so we don't have to always be guilty of what we've done. It takes blood, okay? So reparation, which means reparation, make it, it means like making amends, the payment of damages. So the, so the blood of sacrificial animals covered the sins for one year in the Old Testament. That was the payment of damages, the blood, for one year. Covered. Everybody say covered. But not washed. See? There's one thing as covered. The other thing is washed. Your sins have been washed away. Their sins were just covered. Like putting a blanket over it. Hallelujah. So, are you with me? So we talk about the sin nature of man had to be covered because God hated that nature. So he hated to see the sin of man, so he covered it, like threw a blanket over it, because he hated it. I want to see that man have a bad nature. No matter how good, you know, how many of you had had boyfriends in the past before you got married, and they were all seemed to be so good, and then they became ugly and abusive? Well, their nature was there, see? Men have a nature to do wrong. So if you hate the nature of, of a, a sinful man, you cover him up. And that's what we were doing. We were just covered because God hated that nature of man. The sin nature of man had to be covered because God hated that nature. And he had, and he had to turn his head from those. If, if you still have that, head, that nature of, 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 of a man, sinful man, he turns his head from you. So how can we pray and ask God to bless us when we still got his nature, the, the nature of the devil? We have to completely ch change our nature to the nature of God. Do you understand? Hallelujah. The nature. He wanted, he, wanted, he did you know, he wanted to get rid of the nature, not the sin. Are you getting it? So all those religious people, and we were, one, we were once one of them, you know, I mean, Catholic, Baptist, Protestant, religious, church people, unsaved, because no one taught us. I mean, I went to church, like, with my kids 30 years, when I was 30 or 20 or 40 year old, before I got saved, I had sin nature all the time, you know. But we thought we'd go to confession and tell the priest our sins for last week, we could start again next week. That's, see? And so God had his head turned away from me. And I didn't know that. So the penalty of sin is death. Someone has to die in order to pay the wages of sin. So, but they did. Instead of killing a man, they killed an animal. You know? So they, they that animal died in their place. And according to Hebrews 10.4, the blood or the death of bulls and goats was not sufficient to take away sins. That required the death of a spotless human life. So if God was going to completely wipe the nature of man and wipe our sin clean, he had to have a human. And who did, what, what human came to life? The life of Jesus. The only human that was cleansed, that was pure, that had no sin. That's why the Bible tells us that we have redemption through his blood. He once and for all entered into the holy of holies and offered himself to God. So let's read Hebrews 9, 12 and 14 in the living Bible. And once for all, 
took blood into the in, into that inner room, the holy of holiest, and sprinkled it on a mercy seat. But it was not the blood of goats and calves. No, he took his own blood. Hallelujah! And with it, he took it by himself and made sure that our eternal salvation. And under the old system, the blood of bulls and goats and the and the ashes of young cows could cleanse men's bodies uh, from sin. Just think. Are you ready to think? How much more? Surely the blood of Christ will transform our lives and hearts. Why did we change? Why did we become a different person than four or five years ago? Because it was the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus changed us once we accepted that. That's why he died. The sacrifice, he freed us of the worry of having to obey the old rules and, and make us want to save, make us want to obey, uh, to serve the living God. We have to have a want to. I want to serve God. Nobody can tell you to go to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. You have to get a hunger for it, and you yourself want to go. Oh, hallelujah. For by the help of the, of the eternal Holy Spirit, and that's the key to everything, you've got to understand the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is the one that communicates back and forth from heaven to us. And we have that Holy We need to have the Holy Spirit in us. For by the help of the, Holy, of, of, of the eternal Holy Spirit, Christ willingly gave himself to God to die for our sins. He being perfect without a single sin or fault. That's the power of Jesus. How can you not fall in love with someone that paid the price for you? And how can you think when you stay home or you, st or, or you feel guilty because you did something wrong that you can't come back to church when the wrong has been erased? All you have to do is claim the blood of Jesus. He cleansed you. I mean, you have, you, you have nothing to do with it. You can boldly come before the throne no matter what happened last week and, and, and claim the blood of Jesus and he'll, he'll, he'll just look at you. I love you, son. Go on. You're okay. You know, the price has already been paid. And once you understand that, then you, you always you walk in victory every day. Because condemnation is what keeps you from church. And condemnation that is sometimes put in by your wife or husband to each other when you fight. Don't ever tell your husband, so I thought you were a Christian. Don't ever tell your wife, well, I thought you were a Christian. No, that has nothing to do with it. Jesus did all of it for me. See? Because a lot of times you put condemnation on each other, and the other person takes the easy route. The easy route is, well, I just won't go then. Now you got now you got a, a person that's acting like the world, but it's not of the world because he's already been saved. The blood it did it already. You know that that's done. You're just dumb if you if you don't understand and you go out there trying to condemn yourself when you have nothing to do with it. You can't pay the price again. It's already been paid. Understand that. Then you won't get hurt. Do you believe all this? You better. <laughs> Because it's faith in the shed blood of Jesus that, that wipe your sin nature away. Your what? Not your sin. Your nature to sin. That's different. Hmm. See, we heard uh, Victor's testimony uh, last, last week, and he was bold and honest that he... After a year of being saved and understanding, he went back and, and deviled a little bit in, in, in the world with the drinks and stuff. And, and, and he, he got all condemned. But, you know, that, you know, that he, you know why he got condemned? Because that's not his nature anymore. See? Then he felt terrible. But, but he has to understand that that, that wasn't going to send him to hell because the blood already paid for him. But the nature, and the nature talks to you. The nature, he, he felt terrible because he's, you know, why did he tell terrible? Because the, the, old, the, old, the old man wouldn't have felt terrible. He would have he hit it and, you know, got away with it. But the new man felt bad, see? So I didn't say you, don't, you, don't, you're not, you can't sin. Yeah, you can, but you ain't going to like it. 
You're going to feel miserable. So you're going to have to vent. You know, even if you're in your bedroom, you're going to get on your knees and tell God, I'm sorry. You know, why? Because your nature's not there anymore. Hallelujah. Faith, and it turns faith. That's all that trust that you, that, you know, all is faith. You got to have faith in the hand of God. And he puts his nature in you. Are you getting it? I said faith, faith, faith. Everybody say faith. faith. Most, most be, uh, believers believe that, that his blood saved them, but it has accomplished far more. See? Way more. Which has remained a mystery for so many, but not for us. Say not for us. Hmm. Are you ready for more? So who, who's our great physician? Jesus. Who's our doctor? Jesus. Always, don't forget, my doctor's Jesus. Keep that in mind. You got an appointment? Yeah, I got an appointment. Jesus is my doctor. <laughs> I got an appointment Sunday morning. Yeah. I got an appointment Sunday night at 7. Or I got an appointment Wednesday night. With who? With my doctor. Who's your doctor? Jesus. Get it in your heart. Jesus, the power to heal is in the blood. Hmm. Are you learning something? See, but first we must understand human blood. Because see, everything is, works in order in the kingdom of heaven. The human has blood, right? Natural blood. And that's the life of the body. So whatever your human blood does, that's what the blood of Jesus does in your spirit. Because you are a spirit living in a body. But before you were only a body with a brain. But now you're a spirit living in a body. So the spirit needs the same thing that your body needs. But, but your body needs natural blood. Your spirit needs Jesus' blood. Ooh. The blood of Jesus is the life of our spiritual life. So let's go. I got several facts about the blood of the human body. Okay. Fact number one. And I say I covered this last week. Our human blood moves through our body, through our arteries and our veins, through our organs. It remains waste material as it flows through our bodies. So blood is an agent of purification. Some people didn't know that. Oh, the blood is up here. No, the blood is actually moving junk away from you. So it's an agent of purification. Make a note of that. And I will let you know the facts of our, of, human, of our human blood first, then the blood of Jesus. Number two fact, our blood is the central life supply of each of our body cells. And this are millions. We have million cells in our body. Each cell in your body re, re, receives new blood, new life every 50 seconds. Some of you didn't know that. See? Give you some um, um, health uh, uh, doctor or, uh, you know, information, <laughs> medical school. <laughs> you say, man, every 50 seconds. Yeah, that's what your blood is doing. Fact number three, the blood flows through your body. And so I, it warms your system to a perfect temperature. What is it? 98.6. See, if you didn't, the blood didn't do that, you'd be freezing or, you know, be. No, the, your blood keeps you, your temperature in your body. Hallelujah. Fact number four, our blood is an emergency first aid. Last week, I asked, have you ever been had a close call, a wreck, or an accident? And they said, wow, that was close. Well, your blood kept you cool. Because yeah. <laughs> if not, you're, you're, you would have, you know, your blood just rushes. Adrenaline flows, blood rushes the necessary hormones to our muscles, and it begins to help. When you have a heart attack, that's because blood is interrupted. The blood flow is interrupted, so you have a heart attack. Hmm. So your blood has to flow. Thank you, Jesus. Are you with me? Fact number five, our blood is like a security patrol for our body. We have tiny micro, micro, microbes that constantly attack sickness and weakness. Constantly. Number six, our body infuses our physical body with energy. 
Number six, coagulation. Why do we have good? Coagulation is one of your blood's most essential functions. The word coagulation actually means bringing together or tightening up. So when your blood tightens up, outside a wound, it forms a scab. That's, that's another work of the blood. Hallelujah. Jesus taught, God taught of everything, didn't he? When he created us. Finally, number eight. Hmm. Some of you are saying, hey, when you can get to the blood of Jesus, you know. <laughs> I'm getting there. In our bodies, blood bathes each cell in fluid to maintain proper environment and atmosphere for cellular functions. Okay, now that we're spiritual, spiritual beings, right? All of a sudden you woke up and you became a little baby spirit. And now we got to feed it. That's why he said, eat the word, drink the word, eat the bread of life, and, and your spirit begins to grow. Okay, now, hallelujah. Are you hungry now? For more of the precious blood of Jesus. We're a spirit living in a body, so we know the importance of the blood which gives our flesh life. Now let's study about the blood that gives our spirit life. And life more abundant. Hallelujah. Can you say hallelujah? Yes. All right. So let's turn to 1 John 1, 9 in the King James. If we confess our sins, remember that. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us. Now underline the word cleanse. Everybody say cleanse. Yes. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Cleanse us means washed away. So if you came up here. And confess Jesus, and you confess your sins. You don't have to tell anybody your sins. You just, just you, you know what they are with God, and you just said, you know what I've been and what I've done, and 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 you re receive Jesus as your Lord. His blood, right away, washed you completely clean. It, it, it's gone. You don't go back home and think, oh no, I did it again. I have to do it again. No, it's gone. Now your nature changes. Now, as a little baby, you know, I mean, the baby doesn't know any better, but he's yours. And you teach him. That's what we do. We teach you. And then you come and you learn. And you fall every now and then. You make a mistake here and there. But the teaching make, brings you back to the blood. See? You're still his son. You're not going to not stop being your son. Your children are your children. You're not going to throw them in the trash because they did something wrong. God's not going to do that. You're already cleansed. But, you, but, but you're young in the Lord. You're young spirit, so you still need more teaching. And that's why you get teaching. And then you grow up. Now we got people here that are giants in the Lord. You know? You, you, you hear like Courtney and people like that. They're like, wow, man. You know, you know that, that, they, they hear the big ear. They, you know, but they didn't have that big ear when they first got saved. You know? But they've been under good teaching, and now they've heard the big ear. And now they give a, you know, put me on your list at $100 a month, you know. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> well, yeah. Hallelujah. So his blood, Jesus' blood, is the agent of purification, like in our human blood. But, he, but, the, but his blood is now the agent of purification in our spirit. Matthew 23, 27 in the King James. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like unto the, unto the uh, whited uh, sepulchers, which indeed appear beautiful outwards, but are within full of dead men's bones and are all uncleanness. The cleansing power, see, they were unclean back then, those scribes. But we are clean because that was before Jesus shed his blood. We, the cleansing part of the blood of Jesus purifies our hearts from the inside out. See, they were, done, they were cursed from the inside out. Just as our natural blood carries away waste from our system. Jesus shed his blood. Jesus' blood that was shed removes the filth of sin and uncleanness from our daily life. Just like our, our natural blood purifies us. 
Well, the blood of Jesus purifies our spirit from our daily lives. That's why our spirit stays clean. And once you understand that, it brings you to another level with God. The relationship with God never changes. Hmm. Number two, John six fifty four. Woe, uh, who's, no, who's eateth, eat, eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. See, he told, when we come to the word of God, we're actually eating his word, eating his life and drinking him. That's what he said. We have to have faith. Believe that. Everything the word says, believe it and do it by faith, and it works. Hallelujah. Whosoever. Are you a Whosoever. Whosoever, that's you, drinks my blood by faith. The word is the blood and the flesh life for your spirit. The word of God. Whosoever eats the word of God, I will raise him up at the end of the day. It is through his blood that we now have a full supply of abundant life. Divine, eternal life. That life springs us in the, uh, sprung us in the moment that we were born again. Hallelujah. That's the good news of the gospel. God said, feed my sheep, not beat my sheep. <laughs> See, we, you're supposed to go to a church where they feed you, not beat you. There's churches, man, where the preacher just goes at it, you know, like, you know. Ah. You leave like, man, you know, he really whipped us today, you know. But you, he said, don't say beat my sheep, feed my sheep. Hallelujah. The life of God became our life to sustain us forever. The fact number three, the blood of Jesus is our temperature control. Matthew 24, 12 speaks of coldness in a person's life. Sin will be rampant everywhere and the love of many will grow cold. See? But your blood, that blood of Jesus keeps you warm. And the love of God, many will grow cold, but not you. Say, not me. Not, me. not Romans 12, 11 in the Revised Standard. Never flag in zeal, be aglow with the Spirit, and serve the Lord. In a sense, the blood of Jesus is our climate control. His blood provides us with spiritual fuel, so our spiritual temperature stays on fire. Are you on fire? That's the blood. Hot. Everyone say, I'm hot. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Even the apostle Peter got cold for a while. I had to put apostle because I was going to say Peter. and Everybody thought I would talk to Peter. No. The apostle Peter got cold for a while. <laughs> but the blood of Jesus through the Holy Spirit turned up the heat. And he became a fireball. So you can get cold for a little while, but then you start reading the scripture. No, I'm supposed to always stay aglow. Turn me into a fireball, Jesus. We got many here. I'll give you the mic, man. You turn into a fireball. Then I give Ram the mic. He preaches the whole message all over again, you know. <laughs> the blood of Jesus is our spirit power plant. Hallelujah. Hebrews 10, 19 says... In NLT, and so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. Why? Why? Come on, never forget that. It's the blood of Jesus as your ticket. It's not like saying, "Oh, you think you're holy?" No, I'm not holy, but the blood of Jesus is, and I'm used to. I'm, I got the blood of Jesus all over me. See, so you don't have to ever get condemnation. Nobody said I'm holy. Everybody, some people call you, oh, so you're so holy. No, the blood of Jesus keeps me cleansed and keeps me ready for heaven. The blood of Jesus energizes us with boldness. When we're ready to, and to understand, when, when, when we really understand the power of the blood, then we pray. When we pray, we can, we can say, I am here in your presence, my Father, because of the blood of Jesus cleansed me. I'm able to walk to the holy place because the blood of Jesus cleansed me, so I'm clean. And I, it makes me bold to ask the Father whatever I want in Jesus' name, and he will give it to me. 
Or some people, the reason they don't pray is because they, they don't have the boldness because they have condemnation. But when you get rid of condemnation and you say, I'm entering to the Holy Father, I've got to talk to you, and I'm, and I'm okay because I have the blood of Jesus. I'm coming because of the blood. Father, in the name of Jesus, this is what I need. You said whatever I need in his name, you would give it to me. And because, I, I'm, because you don't ever lie and you tell the truth, then I'm receiving it by faith right now. And I'm saying that I have it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Man. How about the emergency kit, like our, body, uh, our body's blood? Turn to Revelation 12, 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. By what? They didn't overcome him because they were strong and powerful. No, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. You have to testify. Just like Ruth said tonight. That's powerful. She had to testify in front of you. So she overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by her testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. This is the type of Christian that we are. And when we hit a spiritual crisis, the blood of Jesus can also, uh, you know, rescue us. The blood, of Je- the blood of Jesus has destroyed the power of the devil. So you don't have to fear the devil because of the blood. Remember the security patrol in our natural body? Well, the blood of Jesus is our divine protection. Just like in Exodus, the Israelites uh, smeared blood. Over the, over the doorway, over the sacrificial, sacrificial lamb's blood, over the doors, over their houses to protect against the spirit of death. Take note, it was not the blood itself that protected them. It was a token or a sign of divine protection that the people of Israel received by faith. In the same way, faith in the blood of Jesus is our. When I go to bed, I, I, I say I claim the blood of Jesus over my doorway. I claim the blood of Jesus over my roof of my house. Any demon that walks, that goes by my street has to pass over. He can't stop in this house because that blood of Jesus is on the doorpost. By faith, see? Hallelujah. The same way faith in the blood of Jesus is your assurance and sign of divine protection. It may be unseen to the natural eyes, but by faith, say by faith, it's important. It's powerful enough to defend you. To, it's powerful enough to, to take sickness from you. Weakness or any other affliction that Satan brings your way. But you personally has to receive it. And you have to get mad at the devil and say, I'm not going to have this anymore. Because the blood of Jesus took it from me. And the blood of Jesus keeps me healthy. Say it every day. Confess it. Are you getting it? Hmm. Okay, remember congulation, congulation of the of natural blood? Well, because the life of the flesh is in the blood, we need you to keep it from draining out of our flesh, right? So turn to Colossians 1.20 in the King James. And having made peace through the blood of, of the cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him, I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. The word reconcile, underlined it. It is a scripture. That scripture basically means the same thing as congulate. To reconcile means to bring together. We were reconciled or brought together. Sometimes we, we say stop the bleeding. With the Father, when the Jesus shed his blood, it removed our sins. We became joint heirs with Christ and at peace with God. He stopped the bleeding. You get it? <laughs> Man, Revelation is really a lot of fun. I love to study and I love to talk to the Holy Ghost because he talks to me. Did you get it? Come on, get excited. Knowledge is great. We not only be- became at peace with our Father 
but with everyone here on earth. Look at the person on your left and say peace. On the right and say peace. Go, go to the person that you, that you don't like and say peace. I'm, I'm, oh, everybody walking around. Go to the person that, did, that you thought, man, they ever smile at me and he must hate me, you know. Say peace. Peace, brother. <laughs> I always thought he was mean, man. He never, didn't, he don't smile at me or nothing. No. Now he's my best buddy. <laughs> I said, go to the person that you thought hated you and say peace. Because sometimes you think somebody hates you, but they really don't. They just don't care about you. <laughs> Colossians 1.20. <laughs> okay, how about that environmental protection that I spoke about? Every cell bathing in fluid. We, our spirit, soul, and body also needs a, uh, a proper spiritual atmosphere. In the Old Testament, the sacrificial blood was spread on the mercy seat and the holies of holies. Afterwards, God's presence, are you listening? God's very presence would rest over the mercy seat because the covering of the shed blood. Most don't realize this, but you will, you will tonight, I hope. Please take this with you. You are, cra you are cradled in, in an abiding an atmosphere of the Father's presence through the shed blood of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Did you receive that? His blood covers us in God's presence so that we may call on Him anytime. His atmosphere is over us, just like, just like He did over the mercy seat, covered with the sacrificial blood. Hebrews 10.22 Draw near to God with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled, see? Sprinkled from the evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water. Are you getting it? We're sprinkled like the mercy seat of Christ. An evil conscience. God's presence is our eternal resting place. Because we are covered in the shed blood of Jesus. So let me ask you this. Do you dwell in God's presence just when you're in church? See, most people think I'm, I'm going to presence of God when I'm sitting in the church. No. Take this with you. You dwell in God's presence everywhere you go. Amen. When you're in the car by yourself, when you're at home, when you're walking down the street, think about it. You dwell in God's presence. So you allow no, no evil desires to even enter your brain because you're dwelling in God's presence constantly. And that's why you can't help but keep talking to him. If somebody's with you always, you, how can you not talk to him? So when was the last time you talked to God? Sit in your car. I said, just when I got to church and parked out there, I was talking to God. And then I closed my eyes and took a nap. <laughs> the peace of God just falls on you. I was talking to him when I was driving here, and I said, God, you know, this is so weird. Now that I got all the peace that I know, and every time I sit on a chair, I fall asleep. I have no thoughts. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I know, I'm anxious for nothing. You get to a point, you're so much peaceful, you're just like, man. But most people never can sleep because they worry about everything. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder. No. Hmm. So let me ask you this. Do you dwell in God's presence? Yes, of course. You can experience His presence in your car, in your kitchen, at work, everywhere. That's exactly what He wants you to do. Man, are you getting all this? So in closing, we, we covered five facts about the blood of Jesus. Number one, in case you're taking notes, it's a purifying agent. Number two, a central supply. Number three, it's, it's your climate control. Number four, it's your power plant. Number five, emergency first aid. Number six, security patrol. Number seven, 
a peacemaker or an arbitrator. Number eight, a perfect abiding environment. Man, that's what the blood is, all of that. So you keep confessing that over and over, and you said, man, so I, man, I ain't got nothing to worry about. The blood of Jesus is taking care of everything. And then this the now you're gonna sing different. It's the blood of Jesus, you know. It's how exciting it is to understand what you have in Christ and what Christ did for you. And the blood is working now. And no demon in hell can be in you. Because our demons is what drive you nuts. Man. Hallelujah. Ooh, hallelujah. Man. You live constantly with God around you through the Holy Ghost. And the blood of Jesus is constantly over you, protecting you. And no demon can come near you because he sees the blood. So just to repeat so you won't forget. Do you remember the first time blood was shed? Anyone? Hmm? Yeah, you got it. Adam and Eve. Unto Adam, uh, Genesis 3, 2. See, it's a school. This is a teaching, so everybody will go with knowledge and say, man, I learned something new today. And the woman said unto the serpent, we may, eat, we, may, we may eat of the fruit of the tree of the garden. Is that it? <laughs> unto, uh, let me see what I got here. Maybe, maybe it's 21. Unto Adam also and his wife, that the Lord make coats of skins and clothe them. So what did he have to do? The blood was shed to provide Adam and Eve with covering. Huh? The first time blood was shed to provide them with covering, which is what the blood of Jesus does for us. It covers us. It's, up, it's over us all the time. That's when God made an atonement or a covering for their sins. Even for them, he shed blood before he gave them a coat. They were the first humans on earth. Who got something tonight? You know, when I call you, when I, okay, well, get over here and tell me. We're still early. You know? yeah. I had a goal to get finished before nine. Okay, I, I, I won't keep y'all long, but um, I've been waiting for him to say that because I've been ready to jump out of my chair. Like that adrenaline feeling, like I got to get up there. So uh, I got a lot today. I got a lot today. Um, I, I told the Lord uh, when my first came, I was like, Lord, give me understanding and revelation. So when he was talking about the blood, uh also, the blood, fun fact, um, it's blue on the inside of your body. And when it hits the outside oxygen, it turns red. So he just amazes me with that. And what else I got with it was when um, he was on the cross and he shed his blood. When he got speared, water came out. What does water do? It cleanses us. And, you know, I just, this was what I was seeing, like, okay, not only did he shed his blood, but he shed, the, the water came out, and the water and the blood cleanses us. And blood makes plasma. What does plasma do? It cleans, like you said, it cleans the cut, it forms the scab. And then um, I got, um, the blood does so much, and I'm like, and the song came to my mind, the same power lives in me. And I'm like, okay, that's the blood, because the blood is in me. Jesus' blood is in me. So that's part of the power. And I was just, I mean, there was so much. And then um, uh, 
Also, you know, um, when we give blood, people give you a shirt that says save a life. Save a life, give blood. What did Jesus do? He saved our lives. He shed his blood to save our lives. And um, he also, oh, God, God. It it was just so much for me today that, that I just needed to hear every single bit of that, like, how important that blood was. That blood was so important. What he endured on that cross, the amount of blood that he lost, it was, I think every drop of his blood came out of his body and we have like liters of it. It's a lot. And it just touched me so much because when you finally... You know, you you understand it, right? Like, you, I've been coming. Like, you understand what the blood means. But today, it just really, oof. It just really, um, it just really did something to me tonight. Because I just kept on picturing his blood. His blood, his blood. That blood is in me. And it cleanses me and it saved me. So, that's what I got. All right. Here, Vanessa. Thank you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Okay, there was so much. Um, the the how do you say calculation? Like, is that how how you say it? Or like coagulate? Or am I co- co- coagulate? I don't know. But when you said that, that like trick like. Well, praise the Lord for revelation. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So stopping the bleed, right? Um, if, if you don't like what, if you're diabetic or if your blood doesn't coagulate, you bleed out and you die. But that reconciliation, that it's a bringing together, it's a binding. It's, um, it's a bunch of, isn't it a bunch of blood cells like cuddling together? Or that's not the right term, but coagulating together to stop the wound, right? And so that, the reconciling, um, what Christ Jesus did to, to bring us together with the Father and stop the bleed, that was huge That was huge to me. Like, you know, again, you know it, but the revelation of it, like having made peace through the blood of his cross to reconcile all things to himself, that, that was um, new to me. And it, and it really stirred up my spirit to hear that part. Um, and then... Uh, The covering, Adam and Eve, um, the blood of an animal was shed, right, to cover their sin. And I actually have been studying this for for something else. Um, uh, But when Cain and Abel offered their sacrifices, Abel copied that, a pattern of atonement. He shed the blood of the best of his flock, not the worst. And I always thought Cain's sacrifice was rejected because it was like leftover crops I thought oh well Cain brought him crops but he brought him like bad crops is what I assumed right Uh, but when I was studying it it's not that it was produce it's not that it was fruit of the ground it's that it wasn't blood it wasn't the shedding of an animal Cain brought something that God was not going to accept that wasn't an acceptable atonement it had to be like in the pattern God instituted God made the requirement it had to be the shed blood of a spotless animal that he did for Adam and Eve and Abel obeyed that and so Abel's sacrifice was accepted but Cain did not he brought crops he brought plants he brought produce of his of the ground and God's like that's not an acceptable sacrifice like don't be angry if you bring what's right it'll be accepted if you bring what's right, the aton- an atoning sacrifice, the shed- there can be no forgiveness without the shedding of blood. And so that, it had to be without, what does it say? Without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sins. And so Cain's offering was rejected, and there was no forgiveness of his sins. And then he still rejected, he still obviously made the wrong decision. But so that, it, the atonement, the covering, and an acceptable sacrifice has to be the blood, the shedding of blood. And so hallelujah. Praise the Lord, because that was like. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Wait a minute. I didn't call you. Here. So um, I was sitting in my seat, and my heart is racing, and because I feel a little shameful to even come back up here. But 
guess what the blood did? It washed everything away from me. And what I've been getting tonight is understanding. When I get in my word, and I always see you get knowledge, get understanding, but Tonight, it did something to me. I got understanding. I know that I'm free. I know that the blood delivers us. It heals us. It sets us free. It puts a shield. So when when a demon trying to look this way, it's got to look the other way. So that's what the blood does. And I got understanding from that. And that's that's what I got. I'm a teacher, man. I like that. I am a teacher, so I like to know that my teaching really went into someone, you know. How y'all doing tonight? Um, I was thinking about all this. uh, Even though we have blood in us, what does blood do? It keeps you alive, right? And I've been thinking about this so much. Even though we're alive, we have blood in us, we're dead. Because it says in the Bible, Jesus is the tree of life. That means his blood is the tree of life. In order, you could walk around, but if you don't have Jesus' blood, you're dead. Because Jesus' blood just don't wash away sins. It just don't give you forgiveness. It gives you life. Eternal life. So that's what I get out of all this. We might walk around like we're alive, but really we're dead. We're walking zombies. You have to have Jesus' blood to be alive. There it is. There it is. So is there anyone sitting here that has never really made Jesus the Lord of your life? I mean the Lord of your life, not just, you know. The Lord means that he is everything to you.